Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, it's time for Mark and Kitchen. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original, 103. All right, back here on the Martin Kitchen Show. Nick Coyd in for Kitch. Um, My ears I don't know whether to apologize or I don't know what to say here. I don't know either. Did you you hear, Nick, um, that Devin was singing? Did you hear singing? Yes, I did. That's why my ears are ringing. Okay, so I put the the headphones down. Devin, I just need you to chime in here. Yes, sir. And just take us through the, the thought process. To how you arrived at okay, I'm gonna when the when the trending happens, I'm gonna sing, I'm gonna sing to the the, the people. So so here's the thing, uh, Mark. I, I, I'm a pretty big deal here. So you know we have a very special guest on the show. His name is Nick Coy. And if Ben was here, I would have said the trending very serious. But we have a very special guest, Nick Coy here. And when Nick Coy is here, we have to give him a show. We have to like see him laugh. We got to see that lovely smile, that containable laughter. I mean, so you know what. I had to put on a show. I mean, I appreciate it, Dev, but you didn't need to turn into Ethel Merman for my arrival onto the uh, onto the show here this morning. I mean, holy I, cow. I couldn't believe what I was listening to. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I mean, I don't not love it, though. I don't I mean, not I, love it. I think that that was a bold, ballsy move, and I, I, I love that you're you. I love it. We love that you're you, Devin. I appreciate it. Yeah, my friend Bill Wiley goes, you must be smoking that good stuff. I'm like, yep. <laughs> I can't believe how long it's been since I've seen your hairy back. <laughs> uh, listen, listen, the sun bear is out tonight. Oh, okay. boy. Great, great to be back with you, Diva. Woo. Listen, um, let's, let's, we got some calls that and people want to talk Celtics, and I want to talk Celtics too, so let's talk to Matt and Warwick on the Celtics. Hey, Matt. You know, you felt that acapella too. Much respect too. I, I didn't know he had that in him. That was great. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate um, it, brother. Oh boy. <laughs> you know, I'm on. I'm on Missoula. Like Missoula, um, the first week he took the job, my daughter, whose grandfather taught at Bishop Hendry, and like called him up. Like he could easily been like, "Dude, I just took over the job here. I, I really don't have time." He took him down the court. You know, spent time. He wasn't in a rush. And that he's a great guy. But I gotta tell you, and both of you guys have been in the media, dude. This guy. This guy is not. He's not up for like leading an NBA team to a championship. In the first week, when he's going at Washburn like, like that, um, who's a respectful reporter, um, wouldn't even let him get out the question. Like you guys have been both in the room with Belichick. It's just that's not how it works, Missoula. Um, and I question whether, whether you can lead guys that just signed a three hundred million dollar contract when you're getting into these little little battles. <laughs> excuse me, like that. It's just so petty, and there's really yeah. there's no respect. No, um, it's I, pathetic, I think, actually, and it really he really needs to check himself. 
No, you know what, Matt? I, I don't think it's a lack of respect. I, I think there is a mutual respect between the two of them. I, I just I, I think the only thing with that that whole interaction was I, I don't know if that should be happening in front of the cameras. I think that should be, be ha- happening behind the scenes maybe. Like sort of the No doubt. The back You're absolutely the right. Like that that to me is where it happens. Like that, for that to play out uh, in front of the cameras. I don't know. That that was the part to me that I was like, because eh. I think I've had like sort of, you know, ball busting interactions, you know, with with people before, you know, after press conferences or whatever. But like for that to happen in, you know, in, in public. That, like that's that, cool. I figured I figured as much. I figured like you yeah. shed some light I, on it because I, I thought it was ridiculous. Second concern with the team. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Second concern of the team is definitely Jalen Brown. Um, I was hoping when he got this money, he wouldn't go any more diva than he was. He should be playing a lot better defense. Oh, um, Devin. Devin. Whoa! Devin. Hit the dump. Brick. Okay, okay. Anyway, anyway, he should be playing a lot better defense and not selling for threes when you're not hitting your threes. Go to the basket. All right, thanks, guys. Sorry about that. All right, thanks, nope, Matt. That's all right. Thanks, Listen, um, I've never heard that phrasing, by the way, of brick whatever house. You never um, heard that? Really? A brick house, but never with that other word in there. You've never heard that? No. Wow. No, I've I've heard that plenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta get out there more. Um, (laughs) Listen, the Jalen Brown thing, obviously I have concerns. I think he's, you know, again, a very skilled player. But when I need it, when I need him to be at his best, is he? I think more often than not, the answer is no. Yeah. And that, again, I'm hoping changes. He's still – I'm going to give him the time to, to prove me wrong or whatever. I'm just telling you what I've seen to this point. It hasn't happened, and it hasn't worked out to this point. No, In I, those I situations, you right. know? Yep. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I, I Matt seems – he sees like a diva-ish sort of thing. I, I don't see that with the $300 million. I'm, I'm seeing the same Jalen Brown that I sort of saw last year, yeah. which was not – you know the Jalen. I, I don't think it was the Jalen Brown that we saw during the finals a couple of years ago, and that's the concerning thing to me is that I think you go out there, he'll have his quarters, he'll have his stretches where he takes over games. It's there. I mean, the guy is a really good player. I mean, that's why he's getting three hundred million dollars. But there's times where you want. It, 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 I don't know. It can be a little streaky, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, I, I don't think Tatum or Brown. I, I, I just wonder if they're cocky enough. I, and I know Jason Tatum has said, I'm the, uh, humbly, I'm the best player, or whatever he said in the world. That's fine. You can say that. I don't know if at his core, or certainly Jalen Brown's core, if they're cocky enough. I mean, sometimes being cocky is really off-putting in real life. If you're yeah. a person and you're right. cocky and you walk around as a cocky person, that's off-putting. Right. But if you're a basketball guy, if you're a basketball player, and if you're trying to come up big in the biggest moments, I feel like being cocky is a really good trait to have because you always think you're going to come through. You, are, you know who I always think of when I think yeah. of that? And obviously he wasn't near the player that these guys is, uh, these guys are. You remember Mario Chalmers? <laughs> like He was a guy, not that he was the, you know, the cl- most clutch guy ever, but I just felt like he was a cocky son of a gun. He, like, he always thought he was yeah. better than he was. And I don't know. Like, I think the, when you have the skill, maybe there's a little Marcus Smart to that. Like, I wish they thought more like Marcus Smart because Marcus Smart didn't have the skill. 
But at least he fought that way. These guys, I feel like Brown second guesses himself. It's all over his body language. When he's in those spots, it's almost like he's he's pleasantly surprised when he's succeeding or when the ball's going in. Yeah, it doesn't always look like he expects it to go in. I'm overanalyzing the thing on Joe Mazzullo that Matt brought up real quick. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't have a big problem with that interaction with Gary Washburn, but I'm wondering, he why was he reading an article from yeah. 2016 on Gary? Why I don't think he just came across that, Nick. Yeah, I think he went out. This is just my opinion. He seeked it. He seeked out an article. I think he was looking. Yeah, for something that he could go at Washburn for. From yes. the past, he went back to find an article that made a point that maybe backed up what he's doing now, whatever it was, whatever his angle was. He went to find something from as far back as he needed to to bring it to Washburn and to go at him for it on purpose. Yeah. That's what I took away from that interaction. Yeah, that was it. I said the same thing on our show. I, I was like, why did, why did he bring up an article from seven years ago and have it on hand? Right. For Washburn, ready to go like that. That was that was interesting. That to me is that to me is like having rabbit ears, you know, like you, you've got your antenna, up. you right. know, like it, it's you're looking for something. You're ready for something. And, it, you know, and again, I, I just I maintain I, I don't mind those types of interactions like those. Those things are I think they're commonplace. I think those things happen like John Corrales, I think, responded to it on, on Twitter. And I agree with them. Like if we're going to challenge them at doing their jobs. They should be allowed to challenge us at doing our jobs, and that's okay. I, I'm, I'm ready for that at any time it happens. Like, that, that's, that's okay. Just the way it happened in front of the cameras was really awkward, you know? And it awkward. didn't really yeah, seem I mean, to even, be, I don't know. It's not like he was responding directly yeah. to an interaction that happened that was brought to him. He kind of came at him. And yeah. here's the other thing. I don't yeah. necessarily disagree with you, Nick, mm-hmm. but I'm sorry. No one in that media room, as far as I know, is making multi million dollars a year. You know what I mean? Like so right. that's part of the job. We're gonna question the Correct. way you perform Correct. and you make the money as a result. That's yes. part of why you make so much money. We it all can look at how you're doing and say, Nope, yes, okay, no, why'd you do this? All those things. Yeah. Um But I don't have a problem with a player saying like, hey, you know, I didn't really love the way that you wrote that, you know, and talking about it. Because I actually think that can build a better relationship sure. between the media and the player and the coach. Sure. I, I mean, I prefer that interaction to maybe be in private, not. In I front agree. Of, you I know, agree. that's that's probably better. But yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, look, I'm not going to bury him. And I, I, I think it was on your show. Maybe Scott mentioned it because I was listening for a bit. He, they were weren't somebody texted weren't. Isn't that what they said about um, Eric Spolstra? Yeah. OK. Eric Spolstra was a video guy. OK, that's not analytics. That's right. video. I'd right. be much more comfortable if Joe Mazzulla was a video guy or if he was leaning on video, which I'm sure he does, but right. I hear more analytical talk from him. That's what concerns me. Let's talk to Ralph and Cranston on the Celtics. Hey, Ralph. Good morning, guys. Um, hey, Ralph. Good morning. Um, you know, Tatum is a great player. He really is. And, and Porzingis sh- is showing us that if he stays healthy, he's on the verge of being a great player. And we never knew he was this talented because he didn't play enough. Brown is not a great player. He's a good player. And you judge a great player like, like Tatum this week when they're off, when they're not scoring. Brown's a scorer. Yep. Uh, he's a valuable player. But when Tatum has an off game, you still see those rebounds there. You still see those. He helps you still in other ways. He's not 
the greatest he's going to be, I think it'll take it to another level. He's got the potential to do that. Brown does not. See, to me, I'd like to win a championship with Brown. And if you look at his extension, I mean, he's the highest paid player in basketball. And if you compute that over 365 years, this contract kicks in, he makes $160,000 a day. He's not worth this kind of money. To me, I'd like to win a championship with him. And then after that, if you could move that contract, I would do it. I would look to say, you know, who is willing? You know, he's a really good shooter because he's not a great player. <clears throat> Missoula, I'm still trying to psychoanalyze Missoula, how he does things. You know, something that I scratch my head, you look at a timeout. He's not in the middle of these guys talking. Sometimes he's off to the side, and they're talking by, him, by themselves. And, yep. and his timeouts, too, you look at it and you say, you know, timeouts, use them to change momentum. He doesn't do that. So the book Case is still point, out the Timberwolves to me. Missoula, I was very friendly with his father. I, I hope this kid really does well. But I'm scratching my head saying, is he a positive or a negative the way he coaches this team? I don't know yet. You know, It's fair. He has to prove himself to me. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you, Ralph, and, and thank you for the phone call. I, I, I think it's fair, you know, the, the questions that you have with Missoula. I thought maybe the feel early on in the season, maybe it changes ways a little bit. But, again, that, that overtime against the Timberwolves and the 9-0 run, like that's a perfect example and a time for him to call the timeout. I'd be okay if he called it even just early. Like, maybe he just has that feel. Like, Doc Rivers used to do that a lot. Like, somebody hit a basket and boom, timeout. It's like, okay, well, maybe that's a little reactionary, but I'd rather that than watch the 9-0 run happen and then nothing nothing be done about it. Right? I mean, like we've been, haven't we done this long enough? Yeah, like, it, it's been a thing long enough. It doesn't work. At least a uh, year. You know, call the timeouts. Okay. Right. You try to let them play through it. You try to instill that culture into your team or that was it hasn't worked it doesn't work they it, the game just gets away from you well and then and I, I thought he had sort of changed it a little bit i thought he had sort of worked on it i thought early on in the season like the knicks game the opener I saw a couple times where i'm like okay all right you know he's got a feel for it whatever but i don't know it could take time we'll see i'm still willing to give joe you know some time here um just to see um you know but you know, time time will tell with with Missoula the timeout thing. It's it's still a thing, which you know is is sort of concerning, I guess. Mean, meanwhile, the Houston Rockets, who did add some talent, are five and three, and they're in the middle of it right now in the Western <laughs> Conference. Um, you know, I I still don't like the whole Ime Udoka thing. I still feel like he was the better option. I know I don't know, or we don't exactly know still what happened, yep. but. That's a separate conversation that we don't need to have right now. Just to finish up the the thing we were talking about in, in the end of game situations and clutch moments. Not you said, Nick. They need to start doing that more. They need to start converting in those spots more. I don't know what they do to improve in those moments outside of games. I don't know how they practice that. But I also, but I, what I do know is they need to. It's more. I mean, I feel like to be at this team's best. It has to be more than just, hey, we've seen Brown do it. We've seen Tatum do it. I mean, we're not even there yet. Brown doesn't really do it. Tatum does it occasionally. Yep. It has to be more than we've seen them do it. Mm-hmm. This team needs to be – they need to change their culture around close games. And they haven't done it yet. It was a good win in New York. But now we've got – you know, against the two best teams they've played, you know, they've lost. So I'm not saying that's a concern, but it's a fact. 
and both games are a little different. I'm just saying they ha- to this point, they have not fixed or remedied that scenario or situation uh, to the level that I need to see it remedied if I believe this team is going to be at their best. Because it's going to be more – it has to be more than just, hey, we did it once. We did – you know, Brown right. did it, finally did It's got to be another close game, another win. Another close game, they find a way. They find a way to win. I mean, you know it when you feel it. And yeah. I always – I brought it up to you, I think, last year. I brought it up multiple times. But it, it was just because it was it was said blatantly. When the Chiefs were playing, I think it was the Jaguars – and Chris Jones, after the game, was getting interviewed and said, we have Mahomes. We knew it was going to be okay because we had Mahomes. Now, that's asking a lot. But Jason Tatum is one of the best players in the NBA. And until you get a little closer to that, where, hey, at, that's okay, we have Tatum. And you feel that in a close game when it's nip and tuck, two points, either way down the stretch and because you have Jason Tatum you feel good about the outcome that's you know you're gonna have right until we get to that point I don't know how this team is just gonna be able I mean what we saw UConn and Danny Hurley do in the NCAA tournament doesn't really happen in the NBA so just because the Celtics have a bunch of talent I don't think they're gonna be able to just steamroll teams to a championship you can't blow out your way to a to a title I mean that's a six that's a six-game run in a tournament. That's you're comparing. Obviously, the NBA is it's series after series, momentum swings, home and away courts, all of that. I mean that that all plays into it. So yeah, you're right. It, it can't. You're not going to be able to blow your way out to a championship. It doesn't happen. You're going to come up with close games, and you're going to be in tough scenarios, and you're going to have to come through. And that's why if Jason Tatum wants to be the guy, he's got to come through, and he has at at times, as you said, occasionally, but. Until they have the hardware to show for it, Mark, these things are going to come up. They need the hardware. They don't have that to show for themselves, and that's why these questions continue to come up. They doesn't even need the hardware. You don't even need the hardware. Jimmy Butler doesn't have the hardware, but oh. he has been able to come up in those spots and, and deliver. And you know, I was even watching a thing. It. I went back. <laughs> you know, I didn't know if I was going to edit it or what, but I went back and just watched some old IT fourth quarter highlights. Yeah. Okay, and I'm sure if you dug deep enough, you'd find them from Tatum and Brown. But again, higher level, higher bar. Not fair, but too bad. But, Jay, I mean, how many times did Isaiah Thomas, you just go through the top ten list. He hit, yes, game winners, but he hit shots, you know, a three-pointer when you were up one with 42 seconds to go. He hit a three to put it to four. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. down two, a minute to go, he hit a three to give you the one-point lead. There are multiple opportunities Great to point. watch him execute in those situations not nearly as many for Tatum and Brown despite the fact that they're better offensive players Great, and point. that's my problem and obviously the results on the floor have been uh, have spoke for themselves and yeah. until I see a change and I feel that change I'm gonna have the same reservations about this Celtics team I do think that obviously the added talent's gonna help them right um, but they got I mean they're at a point where it's win or that, you know, it's it, win, die, win or do or die, win or go home. You need to, that's not the phrasing I'm looking for. What's the phrasing I'm looking for? All or nothing. What's it when you're going to win the championship or bust, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Championship, championship or, bust, or bust. That's the you one I'm it. looking you for. You worked it out. That a boy. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, that's where we are. And when that's the point you're at, the expectations are different. And it's yes. not fair. But that's what it is, and we're all just living and in a hey, post-Tom Brady world. I'd, ra- I'd rather have this conversation than talk about 
the other team that's two and seven right now that you know you don't want to those conversations aren't as yes we're critical here with the Celtics and you know we we're looking for things you know because they they have potential for greatness and and I'd rather have this conversation than talk about a two and seven football team that's going nowhere. All right, and we're going to we do that next about. because there are a few different things we need to talk to <laughs> about the in terms of the Patriots and one of them, Nick. Who would you like to see play quarterback if it is no longer going to be Mac Jones? And do you have a favorite in college football based on some recent events that have happened and, and games that have been played? We'll talk about that. This is the Martin Kitchen Show with Nick Coit, 103.7 WEI. Hello, Jewelers. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.